0: What's up, Painless Flipping podcast listeners? Before we dive into today's episode, I've got something special for you. Recently, I had the pleasure of joining an amazing podcast, and I wanted to share that conversation with you all. It's a fantastic discussion you won't wanna miss. So without further ado, let's jump into that crossover episode and hear what we had to say. Enjoy. Thank you for tuning
1: in to the Student of the Game podcast. I'm Tim Stone here with our special guest today, Mr. Nathan Payne out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Nathan, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, I appreciate it. Let's let's jump right into your story. You are a real estate investor wholesaler. You teach people how to wholesale. Uh, tell us how you got started. Take us back a little bit.
0: Yeah, so I got started like four years ago. I uh, didn't know anything about real estate, and uh, I I was doing door to door sales. And I was like, I don't want to knock doors anymore. And I was making good money. I just didn't want to do it anymore. So I said, where can I make good money, and uh, you know, not knock doors, right? <laughs> And, uh, I thought about real estate at first I applied for, uh, I, I started networking. I applied for some jobs, like insurance. I thought insurance agency you know, or owning agency would be a good idea. So I applied for uh, to be an agent and I went there and he interviewed me and I was like, how much do you make? And he was like, uh, telling me how much he made, like a 100- hundred K plus a year. And I was like, mm, that's not that good. And you're the owner. So I'm not really that interested in that. And uh, then I applied for like medical sales and kind of the same thing. It seemed like if you were just like a sales rep, you could make maybe at the time like 100, 200,000. And I was like, that's not, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to just work for someone and, and have that kind of cap. So uh talked to my buddy who his dad was doing wholesaling. I knew he did a little uh, real estate in college. So, I was like, dude, let's freaking let's just do that here. So, we partnered up and then we just started grinding, and that's yeah. how I got
1: into it. Well, so taking me back a little bit of the door to
0: door sales, how did you get into that? And what was it you were selling? So, I was selling Dish Network, which is uh, you know satellite TV. If people don't mm-hmm. know, DirecTV. that was kind of bigger back in the day. I started in 2012 and uh, went for a couple of years. Uh, it's like four or five, six years when I was in college. I, I got into it because in college, where I went to Brigham Young University, Idaho, which is sister school Brigham Young, uh, that's a, a lot of people do door to door. And door to door, a lot of people don't know, but that industry, uh, you can crush it. Like you can make tons mm. of money. Like I was, you can make like six figures in uh, a couple, a couple weeks, like yeah. a couple months, right? Uh, it's it's it's. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of people don't know and they just think it's dumb, but it's. Uh, I went to like a convention for door to door. It was called D2DCon here in Utah. And mm-hmm. I was meeting like multi millionaires that own jets and all that stuff. And all they they just had pest control companies, they just had solar companies. So you wouldn't think so, roofing companies, but yeah, these guys are crushing it.
1: Yeah. I mean, even with our tax business, we work with a lot of guys that they don't even own the company. They're employees and they're making seven figures. Right. Exactly. Just, yeah. Selling door to door, and you know, building the team, all that kind of stuff. I know.
0: Yeah. That's, that's what I did. But I was like, mm-hmm. I ain't
1: trying to live that lifestyle. Yeah. So, so you get into wholesaling because you kind of knew someone was doing it, knew something, knew about it, knew how
0: you could do it. How did that start? What did the, What did the first, you know, year or so look like? Oh, it was just a grind. Straight grind. Uh just knocking. I didn't know how to get do lead gen, so I just started knocking doors. We got our first deal from knocking doors. It took a while to close, but did that cold calling. Um yeah, just the normal the, just the normal grind, just looking for sellers. Uh, right now, what I teach people to do is I teach people to find buyers before they start grinding because when i started grinding i didn't really know what a deal was i just was looking for something i don't know i was looking for a giant discount so i didn't really know when i had an opportunity and i think i let probably let a lot go and a lot of ones i didn't get low enough i wasted my time on so i tell people understand your market understand your buyers then go find deals it'll save you a lot of time and money because i was dropping thousands of dollars in the beginning like what happened uh, when I first started is it took, I didn't, I started with $0. I started making money and then I took that money. And I reinvested it and didn't mm. get any deals for a long time from that money. So it was just like throwing, burning it. Right. Like just cause they they would tell you send out mailers. Okay. Well let me send out mailers to absentee owner list, but they don't tell you is it doesn't work a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just blow, you just blow in money, especially noobs. If they uh, just start spending money on marketing and they don't know how to convert those leads, she's going to, you're lighting that money on fire exactly and and
1: i I like that you got your first deal just door knocking no money like that's that's what i tell people when when they ask how can i get into real estate or do something Like, well wholesaling does have a pretty low barrier to entry it's better if you can pay for marketing but you could literally go knock on someone's door and do a deal for free
0: yeah exactly Um, yeah so so what, what did that first deal look like the first the very first deal I did was from cold calling Is cold, cold calling the absentee owner list. There was a guy that was in pre-foreclosure and uh, you know, he listed his home, no one bought it, so he was just chilling. He was just going to let it go. We convinced him we're like, "Dude, don't let this go to the bank. We'll we'll, pay, we'll help you avoid pre-foreclosure and we'll uh you know, we'll give you some money." So we did that and mm-hmm. uh, that was that was kind of the first deal. Well, I had no idea what I was doing. I made tons of mistakes. But that's, that's the name of the game, man. You don't even really need to know that much. You just need to f- be willing to take action. Yeah. Know? Did you still make a pretty decent – No, 5K. Uh, no. five, five no. 5K. K. Yeah. And I had a business partner, so we made 2500 but we didn't take any of it because we were reinvesting it. So we put that all back into uh, – I think we hired some our buddies to cold call for us because we didn't want to cold call anymore, and that mm-hmm. didn't work out. So. Yeah. So
1: you mentioned that you the one of the ways you teach people is like get your buyers first, have the disposition, because that, that's a really important thing is huge, a lot yeah. of people when they start is you you spend all this time and focus and money on getting a deal. And then you're like, oh man, now I gotta sell it to someone. Spend all your time, money, and focus finding a buyer, and then you've done the deal and you have no more leads and you got to go back. And, and so like talk about those systems. Like right. Well, well, what do you what do you teach? What is it you teach just on a high level? Yeah.
0: So I, uh, just to let everybody know that's watching this, I'm doing a 30 day challenge in the month of February where I actually going to a brand new market with no money, with no buyers. And I'm starting, I'm showing everyone how to do it from start to finish. So I'm in day, technically day four of doing it, but it's been six days because of the weekend. But anyway, so my, what I first did is I went and I established my goal of what I was trying to achieve, right? Cause you got to know what you're trying to get so you can run, work your work backwards. So my goal is two deals in a month in the month of february so i know okay if i want to hit that goal i need to have x amount of calls x amount of buyers x amount of offers so now that i know what i need to do now my KPI is like what i need to achieve every day at the end of the day if i don't achieve it it's not a surprise if i don't hit my goal right like if i don't get two deals so if i i know i for example if i know i have to do 50 calls a day but i only made five calls in the last three days of the challenge i'm probably not going to hit my goal right Mm -hmm. So, and that's kind of like how, how I would start is like, okay, start with the end in mind. What are you trying to do? What are the numbers you need to hit? And now that you know what you need to hit now go find some buyers. So, you know, their criteria. So that's what I did. I started calling title companies. They gave me a hedge fund that's still buying right now in Atlanta. So I talked to them. I know exactly their criteria, where they buy, what they want. So that was a good buyer. Talk to a couple other good buyers that tell me what percentage they buy at. So now my marketing, when I do market, is purely focused on what they want instead of just randomly like picking a neighborhood and thinking, hey, if I get this deal. It'll work. Just out. Find someone. I'll yeah. find someone. Now I, I don't have that problem, right? So, like for example, the hedge fund wants a certain return on their uh, investment, right? They want like certain return on their gross rents. So if I go find that in DeKalb County, uh, for example, I already have a buyer in line. And if they deny the deal, then it's like, okay, well at least I know that this hedge fund is buying. There's got to be other people interested in this this area, right? And that I continue to find buyers. But that's a way more productive way to uh, wholesale than just to randomly go find something in hopes you can find a, find a buyer. Cause you're just, I did that. I did that when mm. I first started, I was like, Oh, Utah's hot everywhere. And, uh, we'd get, we'd get a deal and then we'd be wrong on our numbers because maybe that area isn't as hot as what we thought, or people just aren't that interested in that street. So it's really important to kind of know your area and your market before you start wasting all your time and money. It's mm. for your challenge. Is that the city you're doing Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah. So I started in Atlanta and, uh, I, I grew up in Marietta and uh, Roswell, so I was in there, started there, and then I found out that the hedge funds, and most people are buying on the outskirts right now uh, mm-hmm. because it's kind of, uh, I don't want to say it's an, an overpriced, but I think right now like sellers still want a lot, and they haven't come to their senses, and out there, they're a little bit more willing. So I'm going to start moving out a little bit to the outskirts.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the... The northern suburbs of
0: Atlanta. Yeah. So, w- with the challenge, where could people watch that? Uh, you can watch it on my Facebook group. It's called the Painless Wholesaling Group. That's it. That's it. Painless because pain is my last name. Um, pain and I. What I teach, I believe, is the painless way to wholesale instead of the painful way where you just look for a deal and you can't. You don't know if you have a deal until you waste all your time. Uh, yeah. So, Painless Wholesaling Group. That's the main place on the gotcha. Facebook.
1: Yeah. So to develop a painless system of wholesaling, you probably had to go through a lot of pain. Well, oh yeah. Oh, man. What, what, what's, what stories come to mind
0: immediately? Oh gosh. So I started I don't know if you heard about this 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 strategy that came out of like nationwide wholesaling where you would just turn on a pay per click uh, ad like a uh, marketing and you would just get leads from all over and you try have to convert them and, and try to sell them uh, to buyers that you'd find. Have you heard about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so it's just I, yeah, I did everything Everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. So we're getting leads. When we first turned it on, we did Facebook ads. We did that. We did it with pay-per-click on Google. And we're getting leads from everywhere. And we first started, we're like, oh, this is great. These leads are cheap and they're motivated. And then you find out like, dang, no one's buying in, in the middle of nowhere in Kansas, obviously. Or no one's buying in South Dakota. Or maybe they will, but not enough for you to make it like a quick turnaround, right? And we were profitable, but it wasn't like – it was just a tough business model because you had to have a lot of people like working on the phones, and I just wasn't really—I didn't really like it that much. And some people have made it work, but then they got—they got a beast of a, a business they have to run, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just like ads for the United States is the whole
1: target, or were you specifically targeting different cities? We
0: tried everything, man. We tried—we tried. We tried uh, They told us ads for the whole United States, and then specific states, and then specific areas. But the problem with pay per click is if you hone in on specific areas, then the the cost per ad, the cost per lead is extremely expensive. Like in Salt Lake City, Utah, when we were specifically just marketing to Salt Lake, it was like six hundred dollars per lead to thousand dollars per lead, and the Mm -hmm. click clicks were like a hundred bucks. So if you're at your budget was like eight hundred bucks for a day, I mean that could be gone in three clicks, and no one clicks on your thing, right? And That's hard to stomach for me. Like even if you're making good money, it's like, I don't like that. I don't like that kind of model where it's like, Mm. you know, you You just have have your, your competitors
1: could just go keep
0: clicking. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You don't know what's going on. So yeah, that, that, yeah, it was very painful experience and, and people do it and that's fine if they, they like that model. I like being more in a market that I understand and building relationships with buyers and then finding them deals and, uh, having a low cost to, to do business. Hmm.
1: So if, if someone was just starting out, would you recommend them to kind of just follow the step-by-step you're doing in that challenge?
0: Exactly what I was, I'm doing. That's why I'm doing yeah. it, right? Because I have a lot of students that, you know, I give them the step-by-step play and I, I don't think they think it. they don't know how to do it, even though I've showed them how to do it. So I'm like, I'll show you how to do it. Like, let me show you. So that's why, I, that's kind of why I'm going through it because I believe in it. I believe that if you go to a brand new market with no money, you can get a deal You just have to understand your market. So how do you do that? Well, you establish the relationships with the attorneys, the title companies, whatever, uh, hard money lenders, buyers. Then you get a clear understanding of what this market wants. Then you can go with confidence to talk to the little old lady who wants to sell her house. And you can say, hey, look, there's a lot of options for you. You can list. You can do this and this. And she's like, no, I just want a cash offer. You say, okay, that's fine. I'm going to be here. And then she's like, oh, that's so low. You're like, look, I get it. I know that's low, but that's what people are buying in this area. I know I buy and I also work with other investors. So if she doesn't, if that doesn't work for her with all confidence, I can say, okay, look, then the cash offer is not going to work for you. Let's, th- let's explore other options. Have you thought about keeping it? Have you thought about flipping it? Maybe we can do innovation. I can list mm-hmm. it and I can pay for the repairs if there's any necessary, because it looks like your house needs some work, but that's the way we're going to you the most money. Can we do creative terms? So. That's that's how my process works is understand the lowest you need to be in your market, and then when people don't want it, which 90% of people do not want your cash offer, you have other options to explore with them now. Mm.
1: Can we talk about a little bit just the the sales mindset behind it? I can tell just from a lot of the stuff you're saying. You're either a very natural salesman or a very trained salesman or both. Right. And, and I think a lot of people think it's going to be pretty easy to come in, but there's a lot of skill behind what you're saying right there. Like, <sighs> yeah. Where did that start for you even before selling for Dish Network? Did you always know you wanted to do that, or was it just like getting your teeth kicked in until you are good at it?
0: Uh, well, I went on a mission for my church. I don't know if you see mm. Jesus over there. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um i i love jesus but um yeah i went on a mission for my church when i was 19 to 21 years old uh the lds latter-day saint church Mm -hmm. and uh church of jesus christ latter-day saints and what i did is i just talked to people about jesus for two years got tons of rejection and i right there i like learned to overcome objection not even overcome but to handle objections right it's not a big deal they're not saying no to you most of the time they're saying no to whatever you're talking about so don't take it personal and then i went to college um the the sales process that I had during door to door was you had to get a sale like on the doors or you probably weren't going to get it. So I was trying to convince people like, hey, these are the pros of my product. These are the pros and um, these are the cons as well. But this is why my product's better than yours. This is why you should get it. So there's a lot of convincing. And then I got into uh, wholesaling and I realized that there's really not a lot of convincing that you can do to have someone sell their house at a discount like there's like zero, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like, if someone doesn't want to sell, they don't have a problem. Good luck getting them to sell at a discount. There's just no way. So I had to learn how to change the, the, my mindset of trying to convince people, which I was doing all up into that point. And I had to do a lot of sales training on like options presenting, uh, like win-win scenarios, like Frank and Covey training, John Martinez, like just tons of stuff, uh, training on that. And that's when I learned, like your goal isn't to go in there and convince them to sell their house to discount your goal is to find out what they need and then show present them the best option for them and if you can work together great if not that's fine right mm-hmm. and uh, that that's how i got my start so I, it's not like i naturally came in and was crushing it as a salesperson in wholesaling it's a complete different sale than i was used to with door to door even uh even on my mission i was trying to like Convince people a little bit, like, "Hey, this will change your life, and this will help you." Right? Like, when in all reality, like, if I went back on my mission, talk to people about Jesus, I would mainly look for a problem. I'd say, "Hey, how are you? How's your life going? Do you is there? Do you feel like there's anything missing?" No, I feel great. I don't miss anything. Okay, well, you know, my message, like, I I believe it could help you, but if you don't feel like you're missing anything, then I can't really bring you anything, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, that's the same thing with religion. It's the same thing. If there's no problem, if there's no there's nothing missing. You a hard sell. It's a very hard sell. So the goal is not to find uh, a problem – like create a problem or convince people someone of their problem. is to find it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I've gotten good at.
1: I, I've, I've heard similar stories, and I don't think I've had someone on the podcast. Going on the mission, just d- like door-to-door, spreading the word. How did, how did right. that help you? This, I mean really just the, the reluctance that a lot of people are going to have, like that you just –
0: ripped ripped through it and got the reps in. I love my mission, man. I was actually, I actually kept a journal for, uh, throughout my mission every day for two years. So I have like six journals and I was actually reading one last night. And, uh, yeah, man, every day as I read my journals, I'm like, yeah, today's the greatest day ever. You know, I wasn't brainwashed or anything. I just had fun Mm -hmm. talking to people. And, and that was like, my life was just to wake up, study, you know, the scriptures, the word of God, and then go out and talk to people about it. And it was just pure invitation, right? It was like, "Hey, um, I'd like to share this message with you, right?" Like, "No, mm-hmm. get away. I'm not interested." Okay, and that was it, right? So, it's it's that's kind of helped me in my life is just to realize like you can't make anyone do anything. All you can do is invite them, right? You can invite them to listen, invite them to uh, you know pr- pr- progress with you through the the sales process or whatever the process you want to take them. So that that's how it helped me. Take no's and then and invite everyone right and it's the same thing with uh by coaching business is the same thing with any business it's like if, if you believe in your product then you'll tell everyone about it you'll mm-hmm. you'll invite everyone and if someone says no it shouldn't affect you because you believe in what you're talking about so um it's not it shouldn't hurt your feelings yeah
1: I, I always say like i can't help you till you say yes but no is my second favorite answer yeah <laughs> I'd, I'd rather you say no than maybe yeah maybe, yeah, maybe maybe is a no, is a no right, no, right? right? yeah <laughs>
0: maybe it's usually like, Oh, not a no. And you're just trying to be nice, you know, and you got to mm-hmm. get that out of them. Be like, Hey, I know, I know what maybe is. Yeah. I love that. So w- what are some of the
1: goals moving forward? You know, building the wholesaling business, the coaching, teaching people how to do it as, as far as the next step, is it real estate? Is it something else? Are you wanted to build a portfolio?
0: Yeah, I, I don't, Real estate is cool to me. It's it's all right, but the thing that I really like is uh, working with people and helping people progress. So as I'm doing this challenge, I'm really realizing I'm like, man, there's so many things, like little things that coaches don't teach that, like I'm having to do that. Uh, that I just we all assume that people know how to do right. Like like schedule your day, for example. Like, do, do, does does someone that's brand new to wholesaling really know what's worth their time? Do they really know like mm-hmm. what's gonna be the right activities to take? No, probably not. They're do they know how important it is to start their day off with like a role play or or, or following up on their KPIs that they did yesterday? Like to do um, I call it, like self-reflection, right? Like I do this in my personal life, but even in your business, like with employees, you wanna every day you want to stand up with them and be like, Okay, how did you do? Why didn't you hit your numbers? and let's let's fix that right but a lot of people that work for themselves don't do that they just wake up every day and they start calling right but Mm -hmm. it's like no every day you wake up and you look at your numbers and you're like dang man i only talked to three people why did i only talk to three people yesterday uh you got to hold yourself accountable as a business owner and not a lot of people do that they just go they just keep going and they wonder why they don't have a deal after a year and they're like well let's take let's compile how many calls you made that year well you made 80 calls that you're good. That's no wonder, <laughs> you know, you didn't do anything.
1: Yeah. To someone who doesn't really even, maybe they don't even know what KPI stands for, or how it works. Could you explain right. how important that is and, and what that means?
0: Yeah. So KPI stands for key performance indicators. It's just specific things and tasks you need to hit or do in order to accomplish a goal. Right. So the, there's a book called four disciplines of execution. There's, they call it lead and lag measures, like a lag measure. For example, would be like uh, your weight, right? You want to get down to one hundred and fifty, um, and the lead measure would be like counting your calories every day. And a lot of people set their goals on the lag measure of like what their the ultimate goal, like a million dollars or ten properties, or, or they want to lose a certain amount of weight and weigh one hundred and fifty or something. But they don't really focus on what's going to get them to that end goal, and that's the KPIs. Mm-hmm. That's the 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 lead measures. The the okay. Counting my calories, how many calls did I make? Uh, how many buyers did I talk to today? How, how what was my talk time? Like those little things that are really boring to track, and you're like, man, I made fi- I made a hundred calls a day, but I didn't do anything. Well, it's the consistent action of those KPIs um, that will get you to the end goal. But no, no, mm. that, as you're a new person, you don't you don't really think about that. You're just like, how do I get a deal? You right. Don't, you don't know that it's going to take fifty calls a day for a month consistently to do it. Most time, mm-hmm. people don't know that. Yeah,
1: so, so that's where you think someone should start. Even from the start, I haven't done a deal yet, 50 calls a day.
0: Uh, The problem with 50 calls a day is they probably don't know who to call. They don't know what to say, who to call yeah, what or what to say. to say to them. They probably don't have 50 people to call, right? <laughs> they don't yeah. know where to start that. <laughs> so again, it, it starts with establishing what your goal is. Okay, It's 10 deals this year. Okay, all right, let's well, work that backwards. In order to get 10 deals, you need to do this much, right? Okay, well, it's like well, cool. Now that I know I need to do 20 calls a day, who do I call? Well, it's okay. Well, let's we gotta you gotta call sellers, but if you don't know what area you're in, let's we gotta get tackle that first. You pick your area, you find your buyers, you understand your market, then the marketing starts. Then you're you're strapped and you're ready to go. Just like I'm mm. in my challenge, it took me f- three full days of setting up my systems with no all this with no money, spreadsheets, calling buyers, title companies. Now it's like. Okay, now I know if I get something in this price range, I'm 100% it's a deal according to what mm. I've talked to. Like, I'm good. I just need to find the deal now.
1: Mm. Yeah, and one of the things you mentioned was uh, reverse wholesaling. Is that the idea of just, you know, having the the disposition set up first or talk yeah. about that?
0: Yeah, reverse wholesaling. I call it painless wholesaling. It's the same thing, Re- working mm. backwards. Yeah, just having disposition set up. So, yeah, because wh- like, for example... I've been on the the end of being acquisitions rep or working for myself and making offers and not feeling confident that even if I got the deal, it was a good deal. Like for me, if I wanted to keep it or if it was a good deal, like that sucks. That's a terrible feeling to be like, yeah, I can buy it. And they're like, okay, all right, we accept your offer. And you're like, uh oh, I don't even know if I got this low enough. Like that mm-hmm. sucks, right? Have you ever had that feeling where you're like, you, they accept an offer and you're like, I hope this works. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've actually never wholesaled before, but, but oh, I know what you mean. Okay. Yep. Yep. Well,
0: yeah, that, that's it, all it is. A lot of wholesalers will lock up deals, and they're not deals. Like, I'll, yeah. t- I'll give you an example. On my challenge, I, I made an offer the second day I got a house under contract. I talked to an agent. We found out that the, the ARV of the property is $550, according to him. And I got it like at 390, right? So, and the house needed a little work. So I was like, dude, this is a deal. It's two days in my challenge, I already have a deal. This works. And uh, I did some more research. I sent it out to the buyers I had. And they're like, dude, what are you talking about? That house is not worth 550. It's worth 450. So because mm. my numbers are wrong, I didn't truly understand the area. Again, I've been there for two days at that point. I was just trying to take action. Um, if your numbers are wrong... You 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 wasted your time and you don't have a deal. So because I I kind of just listened to the agent and went off of what he said instead of diving deeper, I was a hundred k off. So I had to call him today renegotiate. I said, look, bro, you told me ARV was four fifty. It's okay. Uh, sorry, five fifty. It's actually four fifty. So my offer is a hundred thousand dollars off where I need to be. I'm at three ninety. I need to be at two ninety and we can move forward. And he's like. Yeah, the the seller's not gonna go for that, and I was like, yeah, I, I get it, but at four, <laughs> with 550, what you told me it was worth, I'm gonna lose money. And now at 450, I'm at 390. Now it's 450. That's 60k, and my 50 there's 50k of repairs, and the closing costs. Yeah. I'm gonna lose no money. One, no
1: one's gonna make money on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah, well, the seller is just gonna wait and chill. So that that's what you find out. And uh, again, I'm I've been doing this for four years, and I just got hit with it. So you don't think this is hitting noobs? Mm. <laughs> you know, brand new people, of course it is. So. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So where do people, um, you know, get that good advice on the area if they're, if they're just starting, like, how so, do you, how do you find accurate information?
0: Yeah. So what I teach is like where to find that info, right? So you want to get uh, in touch with, uh, uh, investor friendly title companies, right? Cause they'll give you mm-hmm. buyers and they'll help you agents that represent cash buyers so that they'll help you right because you're going to go find deals so you can network with them so mm-hmm. invest that's, that's important yeah.
1: realtors that work with cash buyers because the average realtor has no idea how real estate investing works yeah it's something i've been learning no yeah like you, absolutely you, no idea
0: yeah you <laughs> want to definitely connect with those and there's ways that i i, I show people in my uh program or, or on the live like how to find those agents it's really easy if you have the right if you know how to do it so investor friendly t- title companies investor friendly agents cash buyers in your area and uh, wholesalers that are successful in your area can tell you um, Facebook groups for investing for investing like so many different ways to to find out right so that's what I've been doing for the first uh, three days was going to an area picking one which I picked Atlanta and then, connecting with people to see where they're at. And I have a, a great idea of what people buy at now. It's 75, 80, sorry, 75 to 78% of ARV minus repairs, minus your wholesale fee. So if I find something in that range, like I'm good, but I also know through my math, I have a calculator. Like I know exactly I like what to type in and uh, what else was I going to say? So yeah, just, just knowing what people are willing to pay. Now I can conf- with confidence, go and talk to sellers and make offers and not question or second guess myself if they deny my offer. I, I don't have to like be like, mm, maybe if I would have came up a little bit more, it would have worked. No, it's like no, that's where no. people are buying. That's mm-hmm. where I need to be. And that's a crappy feeling too when you're new. Is like you make an offer, it doesn't get accepted. You you're thinking the whole time like maybe I could come up a little bit. And that's what happens a lot to wholesalers. That's why people hate them, is because. They'll just give you the price that they think makes sense, tie you up for however long, and then they can't, obviously, they can't do anything. They got the price wrong.
1: Right. And
0: and then you can, you really
1: like not only waste someone's time, like really, really ruin a lot of things, especially if they're living in the house. Yeah. If they're you're moving, like, if they start yeah.
0: moving and you're like, they're, they're yeah, packing up their
1: stuff, they got somewhere, you know, they sign a lease or buy another house, you know, they're ready to move out, and it's like, hey, we actually can't close at this price.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. dangerous it's scary bro it's it is scary because I go on these Facebook groups because I, I teach people how to connect with people on Facebook groups there's countless deals on these Facebook groups by noob wholesalers that are absolute trash deals like not even close to the point where buyers that are legit don't even go on there anymore they're like I don't mess like I was talking to the agent who uh, mm. had was wrong on his ARV with his deal but I was like hey man just this isn't gonna work but where else can I network I just want to see what he'd say and he's like he's like he said avoid the Facebook groups they're just a bunch of trash deals. So he even knows. He's like oh, those Yeah. Deals suck. I, I'm in I'm in a lot of those Atlanta
1: Facebook groups. Yeah, they suck. I don't I, look at them. Yeah, yeah, no
0: one looks at them, right? Like it's it's again, people like wholesalers will run the ARV and they'll say, "Hey, it's worth 550," right? They'll do me like that agent did me. They'll be like 550 and then you really look and it's like, "Bro, you got it locked up for the ARV. You got it locked up for what yeah. it's worth." <laughs> yeah. And
1: you you also never renovated a house before you don't know what the repair yeah, cost is going to be exa-
0: exactly, exactly yeah
1: so so you teach people how to avoid those mistakes uh I, i'm curious and and I, I think i asked the question i can't remember if you answered it are, are you are you working on building real estate portfolio for investment wise or
0: yeah yeah i i uh yeah. right now i was running a large wholesaling company until like the market shifted so i didn't really get to keep a lot of stuff because as a wholesaler you gotta and, yeah you, you gotta go just, you got to go. Right. Yeah. And that's the problem I have with wholesaling. If it's just your main business, it's it's like, dude, this is the most active business out there. Like, I think it's a great extra strategy. And that's why I teach people how to start and learn it. But I, I think you got to move out of there as soon as possible. You got to move on to other stuff like flipping, holding, uh, raising private money and, and uh, keeping, you know, there's other other strategies, but I think having a wholesaling in your back pocket is great because, especially as a flipper, you can't flip everything. But if someone presents you with a great deal, you're not just gonna pass. If it's a great yeah. deal, you can say, "Yeah, I'll take it," and then wholesale it to some money. money I know, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. So, do I? My goal is to build a portfolio. Yeah, I, I'd love to, and uh, not, not to be real, not something I'm really, I really care that much about because I, I talk to a lot of people that. I think I talked to someone that had like a thousand doors or something like that. Another dude has like $300 million in in real estate. And I'm like, bro, I could care less if I had $300 million in real estate. Right. Like that, that doesn't make me get me excited at night. Right. What gets me excited is just to have a lifestyle, like a real relaxed lifestyle where I can meet the needs of my family and uh, go home, not worry about work, not worry about anything and just, provide for my family nothing crazy i don't need to be like a cajillion, like a trillionaire or whatever that's not what drives me drives me is waking up enjoying what i do helping others but uh so uh, that's a long answer do i care do i want a portfolio to be real but i I don't maybe if it comes along and i think it will come along but it's not really i don't really care
1: yeah so what's the long-term goal with this is it to keep doing what you're doing uh keep running this business keep teaching people or is yeah. there is there another
0: vision alongside that? I, my vision my goal is to help people like establish like the the basic fundamental skills uh, for investing. Like that's what I want to do and I want to help people like um, there's just too many people I talk to and I've got like a heart for them like a they 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 I talk to too many people who have joined mentorships and have gotten wrecked. Mm -hmm. by like 10, 20 fortune builders, like rocking people for 20K. It's like, wow. And and they just give you a bunch of videos, right? So my goal is to be like, hey, Investor Thrive is going to be Right here is going to be the number one sh- stop for p- newer investors to learn the fundamentals of getting into investing. Right, like it's not you're not just going to come here and be done. Right, like you're obviously going to go out and learn other from other people, but at least you can learn the fundamentals, learn how to wholesale, learn how to get deals with little to no marketing spend, do this profitably and efficiently and ethically, and that that's what I want to do is be that that company that helps people take their first step. Obviously I work with people that are more experienced because I'm, I have more experience. So if they want to work with me, I can help them, but uh, that's like on an individual basis. But yeah, that's, that's what I want. That's, uh, I enjoy that. I enjoy helping people be better whether that comes to uh, financially or in their personal lives, but uh, real estate wise. Yeah. It's going to come. It always does. Right. If you're in the real Mm -hmm. estate industry, you're going to get deals. You're going to get to keep stuff, but, and I have some doors, but it's not like it has not been a, a pursuit right like of something that i really am passionate about mm.
1: yeah so um covered a lot of stuff a lot of good stuff and and kind of the end we typically wrap it up with just advice and, and i know that's kind of what a lot of the podcast has been so far but what what advice would you have for a listener who is
0: is spending a lot of time listening to podcasts and not really doing deals Dude, that my advice is go take some action like that's mm. what i i did when i first started zero knowledge of real estate zero and i knocked doors and i found i knocked on the door of this guy i said hey we're in the neighborhood i work for a buyer i didn't work for a buyer i was working for myself but i was saying i'm i'm here working for a buyer i knocked on the door i said hey um uh I work for a buyer. We're looking to buy homes in the area. Are you selling? The guy said, "Ah, this isn't my house. This is my grandma's house, but I think she's selling." I said, "Great. Can I have her number so I can call her?" He gave me her number. I called her. We set her an appointment. Blah blah blah. Like you know, long story short, we got the deal. So it's as simple as that, right? Like just go mm. take action. And that's another reason why I'm so passionate about Investor Thrive is there's just too many people who uh, just watch stuff for years and they're stuck in analysis paralysis and they don't know what to do it's like let me freaking show you i'm doing it myself like mm. i'm willing to like get off of whatever i'm doing and, and start from the beginning so for the beginner just freaking take action man
1: yeah do you think that was pretty natural for you just to jump right in because it, it is a big problem that a lot of people have is like
0: i guess it's just fear yeah um, they're, they're scared of risking you know uh, whatever uh is that natural i my life I've uh, always taken taken action. Like in wrestling, I started wrestling in freshman year. Right, I sucked, was the worst. My parents wouldn't even come to the matches half the time just because I was getting wrecked. Uh, but I was like, I didn't give up. Right, so I took action and got and and got better. Right, so the next year got better, 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 blah blah blah. blah. And same thing, went on a mission. Didn't know I I I'm Hispanic, right? But I didn't speak Spanish. My mission was a Spanish speaking mission, so I had to learn how to speak mm. Spanish. So I got there didn't speak Spanish. I was, I had, I'm a gringo, right? Like I had a mad American accent. So people were like, look at this dude. He's Hispanic. And he, he talks like a white guy. He's like his Spanish sucks. So same thing, like sucked, got better. Right. So I, I I know that in life, if you want to do anything, you got to start. Right. Yeah.
1: So it's okay to
0: suck. It You will suck. Right. It's like, it's it's going in there and knowing you're going to suck. Like for another one is I started doing jujitsu like eight months ago, I wrestled. So I had that background, but I went in there thinking I was going to be okay. I was getting wrecked. Like thought I had strep throat for like a month because my neck hurt from getting choked out. <laughs> now I go in after eight months, like I'm not getting choked out anymore. Like I'm choking people out. I'm better. And it's not a surprise. It's like, that's just life. That's how it dude. works. That's just how it works. So for the person that's watching this, that's like, I don't know what to do. It's like, Hey, well, I'll tell you what to do start and then you'll get better. That's
1: Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. that's good advice. Yeah. Uh, What's, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh,
0: Facebook group is money. Um, so you could do, um, you could do, sorry, I just got a text on my screen. So I got, so best way to get in touch with me is Facebook group, painless face, uh, painless wholesaling group. I have InvestorThrive.com if you see that behind me. InvestorThrive.com is my website, and then I have a YouTube channel. So I have I have every platform, but InvestorThrive.com, or if you go to YouTube, it's Nathan Payne. Um, you can check out my free trainings or my Facebook group. Those are the three that I would, say I would check out.
1: So Painless Wholesaling, is that with a Y or an I?
0: Yeah, Painless, like my last name, P-A-Y-N-E, Painless okay. Wholesaling.
1: Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. We all said to reschedule this a couple times so i appreciate you being patient bro i love i love with rolling i love all yeah.
0: the punches man That's i do too i
1: i mean I, I don't like to script it or anything like kind of just hit record and see what happens but i i do appreciate this yeah uh, hopefully the the listeners will get some value because it's just i mean it, it it's pretty simple the way you break it down bros it's, it,
0: it's the most simple thing ever it,
1: it's hard and simple at the same time
0: yeah it's not easy it- it's hardest. simple it's
1: not easy that's, that's that's the way to describe it
0: yes i mean even for me like on my lives where i like i've committed i'm like man i don't really want to call anybody like I, that's just what happens that's why i got out of door-to-door because i was like you know i can make great money knocking doors but i don't want to knock a door and i think that's what it really comes down to is people want financial freedom people want what they think they want but they're not willing to do what it takes
1: yeah you just got to do things you don't want to do sometimes
0: And that's, that's, that's exactly right. I think the most successful people probably did stuff that they didn't get a reward immediately. They didn't get instant gratification, uh, but they were willing to be consistent and that's how they succeeded.
1: Yeah. Well, we can kind of wrap it up here.
0: Is there any, any last words, anything you need to leave with them? Uh, No, I think if you, if you're been thinking about getting into wholesaling, I think the best time would be to watch me do it and see if you can handle it because that's i'm i'm starting off as a a brand new person like a noob Um, i'm starting i started with zero dollars when i first started i'm starting again with zero dollars let's see if i can get it done yeah and those live streams will they be on youtube as well say someone's listening to this like a year from now uh i'm trying to figure out what i want to do with the the lives i probably put it into like a course uh Mm. so people can like buy it because basically what i'm doing is i'm going through my course live and then i'm going to put it into the course uh, mm. actually i'm putting it into the course as i go uh to have every every step have a video on like how to implement it and i'll probably sell just the 30 day you know uh separately yeah
1: there we go well we'll jump in while he's still doing it but do it jump in while if, I'm if still you're, doing it. if you're listening to this for a year from now go ahead and buy the course
0: <laughs> yes 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 please and we'll yeah. we will be I, like you said a year from now we're going to be the number by end of 2024, so give me two years. No, yeah, no, no, 20. that's in a year, yeah. So in one year, I bet I will be the number one company for newer investors to go to to learn the basic skills to get into investing in real estate. That's the goal. Yep, I believe
1: it. Thank well, you, Nathan, brother. thank you so much for the time. <laughs> um, I think it's been a good podcast. I appreciate all the listeners and we'll wrap it up here. Thank you. Thank you,
0: yeah, appreciate it.